0: Hey everyone, how's everyone doing tonight? I hope everyone's home and safe. And I'm sure everybody is, uh, you know, making the best in their own homes. I hope with family and friends and, uh, you know, do the best we can during these times. So an excellent time to read, to catch up on some uh, book piles that we should have near our beds. I'm sure, you know, I'm, I'm certainly doing that um anyway so today we're going to continue our talk on healing and it's so interesting because six weeks ago and tr- uh, truly seven weeks ago we started uh, vanessa asked me to talk about healing and this was you know if we think about it about seven weeks ago uh almost two months ago there was very little talk here uh, in the same amount for sure that you can't even compare about the 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 whole coronavirus so it's very interesting that uh, this intuition to talk about healing came just about two months ago so i hope that you can read and uh, not read but listen to the previous five talks there was a healing series you can see here on kardec radio that we talked five different topics all in regards to healings why we get sick why are we um our ailments why spiritual influences, uh, the healing process, the cure of the blind man. We have talked about case studies, uh, especially on multiple personality disorders. And uh, today we're going to talk about healing mediums. So we have done five different talks all in regards to healing. And I think it's a very, very proper time for us to really listen and Pay attention to different things, you know, I brought some material that was very interesting, so hopefully you can go back and listen to the previous five talks. Today we're going to be exclusively um, talking about healing mediums from um, Alan Kardec, the the medium's book. So we're not going to say anything that's not in the medium's book, and this way there's no confusion, this is a topic that could come with uh, controversies and a lot of I think, I believe, but nothing factual. In this way, we'll stick to it, and that's what I usually do when it's a topic that um, there's so, such a vast amount of material. And healing mediums, because it's, mediumship is not an exclusive um, gift, let's put in parenthesis, to spiritists, then we're going to have different materials interpreted in different all kinds of different faiths different religions and people that have none at all they still can be mediums especially when we're talking about healing mediums now why is it it important to talk and to study healing mediums because we may be one we may very well be one and not even be aware of it it's very different than if you study magnetism if you are going to um, develop techniques and in reality, we know that magnetizers are, for the most part, being influenced by uh, spirits. But to be a magnetizer, you can heal with the proper techniques, and especially if you uh, include prayers in it. Now, to be a healing medium, you may not even be that you you may not even know or be aware that you're one. So it's very interesting to study this because to be a healer using mediumship. This could be done spontaneously. This could be done without even your awareness that you're doing it. So very interesting to go to the mediums book and to go into the chapter. It's not a very long chapter. It's really, um, when Kardec talks about healing mediums, this is on chapter, not, uh, 10, chapter 14. It's really two pages, if that. So what I'm gonna do today is I'm going to read the chapter and we'll stop and talk about it okay different things first of all kardec's medium book chapter 14 healing mediums number 175 it says we shall have only mentioned this variety of medium because the subject would require a much greater development than our present purpose will allow so we know right here kardec is already saying there is vast material but they were only allowed to talk about it and a a summary let's put it that way moreover we have been informed that a doctor friend of ours has proposed to address the subject in a special work on intuitive medicine keyword intuitive medicine um i had the pleasure of meeting dr frutuoso um he has uh you know, done very many different lectures in English as well. And, uh, and it's amazing the amount of information from doctors who work with mediums that are being, uh, that are having intuitions as to what to do, as to what to uh, look for in a patient, as to where to put their hands, as to where the disease is located. Um, it's very interesting because eventually this will be the future of medicine. Future of science. So, why not study it right now? In intuitive medicine, um, we see this right now. We see how some doctors or some healers, healers are obviously being um, using, their they're using their intuition as to finding the cure, the treatment, or whatever it may be. We know that there's no logical reasons why they go exactly where it is without knowledge of even the problem. So, This, we know that the spirituality, that the spirits are uh, really in charge here. Uh, All right. So, we will only say that this kind of mediumship consists mainly in the gift that some people have of healing by simple touch, by a look, or even a gesture without resorting to any medication whatsoever. So, this is one of the things ah okay Gabrielle is saying hi healing mediums is through passi. is that what we're talking about not just that think about it gabriel Passi is more of a magnetism technique because we have different passes for different things if a person is being obsessed by spirits we will have a, a a type of pass to to, dis, to to disconnect if a person is depre- if suffers from depression there is a certain technique with the passes exactly for people who suffer from depression so yes and no because you are in a way healing yes but the passes you're using a lot of your own magnetism most of the times from yours your own personal magnetism but it's being augmented by spirits or also um, intervened with the spirit so then that's when it becomes that mixed passes. However, mediums are different. The healing mediumship is, is different than the passes. We're not talking about the passes yet. So look at Kardec, what Kardec just said. Some people have, this is, okay, so he's saying, the kind of mediumship consists mainly in the gift that some people have of healing by simple touch, by a look, or even a gesture without resorting to any medication. So this is what he's talking about, healing mediums. Um, it's the gift, you know, he puts it in uh, kind of like parentheses, uh, in end quote, because it's something that you may not even be aware that you're doing. Some people have this type of mediumship that by the mere touch, they can heal. By the mere uh, look, some people can heal by the look. Some people can heal by the breath. There is such thing as the passes that involves different types of breaths, the warm breath or the cold breath. And we can study all this. These aren't techniques, but some people don't even need to be aware of it. They just have that in them. So let's keep going here. This will certainly be regarded simply as magnetism if it is, and it is obvious that the magnetic fluid plays a large role. However, when the phenomenon is examined with due care, one may easily recognize the presence of something more. So the healing mediums is a little more than just technique and knowledge and magnetism. Common magnetization is a bona fide form of treatments requiring a methodical and regular sequence. Exactly what I just said. So that is with passes, okay? Now in mediumship, this I'm reading, okay? In mediumship healing, uh, hold on. Uh, common modified. However, okay, many matters proceed in an entirely different manner. Okay, so all magnetizers are able to heal to some degree if they know how to go about it correctly. So, we all as past givers may heal if we know how to develop or learn and, um, and do the right thing, the right technique. So that's mostly anybody could do that. Healing however, and medium and mystic healing, however, matters proceed in an entirely different manner. All magnetizers are able to heal to some degrees if they know how to go about it correctly. But among healing mediums, the faculty is spontaneous and they sometimes possess it without even ever hearing, ever having heard of magnetism. So again. Healing mediums may not even know what magnetism. They might never ever heard about um, techniques of passes or any of this. The intervention, the intervention of a hidden power, that's the characteristics of mediumship. Is one being uh, this uh, hidden power. Uh, the intervention of this hidden power which we know are the spirits become obvious in, in certain circumstances especially when we consider that most of the individuals who, who qualify as healing mediums resort to prayer and this prayer in itself becomes a true evocation so it's interesting because once you have this intervention once you're the medium and you are the channel Of spirits acting through you and manipulating the fluids and when you evoke and when you pray and when you ask then you can certainly do miracles and 176 goes on to say following are the responses we receive from the spirits on the subject so there's gonna be a few questions and answers and again it's just two pages so let's keep going on it number one question May we regard individuals gifted with magnetic power as forming a variety of mediumship? So if you have some kind of magnetic, uh, magnetism, does that mean that you are a medium? Or does that, you know, does that compose mediumship? Answer is, you should have no question about it. So interesting, right? So if you have this magnet, if you're gifted with magnetic power, then um, you can be classified as medium it's a variety of it now number two so mediums are intermediaries intermediaries between spirits and humans while magnetizers who draw upon their own forces do not appear to serve as intermediaries for any foreign power now this is what the spirits say about this this is an erroneous idea the magnetic force belonging to the individuals but is augmented with the help of the spirits To whom they appeal for so magnetizers are in a way what they're doing is they have their own magnetic power however the spirits are augmenting they're making it bigger they're making it more potent for the healing to occur so in a way in a sense yes we can also be classified as you are being a medium a channel for them to work and heighten the magnetism that is in you This chapter has to be studied. I'm just kind of putting something, you know, just very light for us to have at least the curiosity to go and study it. Um, Nonetheless, there are excellent magnetizers who do not believe in spirits. So the mere fact of not believing in spirits does not take what you have. However, if you know and if you evoke, then you can truly, truly make a difference. What magnetizers, would magnetizers who believe in the intervention of spirits act more efficiently? Now think about it. If you're a magnetizer and you can learn the techniques and you have your own uh, magnetic power, um, let's say you have that gift and now you do believe in the spirits and and what they can do. If you evoke the right spirit and you, um, you, let's say, not just believe, but you evoke in the right way, does it matter? And then it says they could do things that would be regarded as miracles. So we have to remember that. This is really interesting. Once you know that this, once you're a magnetizer and you believe in the spirits and you um, evoke, and you put that to, to your advantage for the healing purpose, you can really accomplish things as you would believe to be miracle. Um, do some individuals, this is question number five, okay, of Kardec's medium's book, do some individuals actually have the gift of being able to heal by simple touch without employing magnetic passes? So the question is, can you actually touch someone, just touch them, and can you heal them by your mere touch? Here's the answer, certainly. Haven't you seen several examples? Now we've seen many examples in Jesus, but we've seen many examples throughout history and we can do and this could be our exercise to look through history and really try to explain how people can heal by the simple touch and that's happened over and over throughout history with many different people. Another thing is, is this power transmittable, not the power itself, but rather the understanding of what is needed to exert it when one possesses. So here, Kardec is asking, can you transfer the healing power? You know, we think of a healing medium, and then we say, well, can, can he transfer some of his power to another medium? Can he has? Can he have a, a um, how do you say, like, um, I don't know, can he have someone that he's looking out over, and I forgot the name of the word that I'm looking for. for. Um, what am I thinking? You know, like a teacher, like a tutor. So he's the tutor and he's looking for his um, student. Can he transfer this power? Can you all of a sudden say, I want to pass this power to somebody else? And Cardex, uh, the spirits are saying, no, you cannot transfer your healing mediumship to anyone. However, if that person has it and they just are not aware of how to make it work, then they can transfer what they know, the teachings. So someone can certainly develop their let's put a quote-unquote their gift okay and another thing is can healing be affected through prayer alone this is one of the questions and this is something that we've been asking people to do a lot right to pray Um, but sometimes we ask people pray and we don't even know what we're praying for although every prayer has its value and no prayer goes unanswered in in its own nature of what a prayer is Um, however we have to understand that healing can happen through prayer. Here's the answer. Yes, sometimes God allows this. However, it is sometimes for sick person's own good to continue to suffer. And they then think their prayers have not been he- heard. This is really interesting because a lot of times we, we, we pray. We pray for healing. We pray for us not to get a, uh, to get ill. And when we do get ill, sometimes we think, well, God didn't hear my prayers. However, if there is a teaching in that specific illness, there's no point of healing you because you're really maintaining that person. God's really maintaining that person um, ill in a much more broader sense. They, he may heal you physically, but it does nothing for your growth. Um, today's world, we think, why are some people going to contract? whatever virus, or why are some people not going to contract the virus? Some people may be exposed, some people are carriers, some people will be passed by one person and get it, some people might be in a a subway train with tons of people and they won't get it. How does that explain? And we have to think about it in the justice of God, right? We have to think that if God is good and just, then everything that happens to us, whatever illness, whatever virus we may contract, there has to be something much more than just bad luck. Of course, there's irresponsibility and that's consequence of our choices. Being that everything is consequence of our choices, let may it be it in this life or a past life or past many lives ago. So if you don't have the predisposition to acquire any kind of um, bacteria or germ or virus or whatever it is. And if there is no trigger, then you'll never get it. If you have no predisposition and there's a trigger, then you won't get it because you're not predisposed. There is no need for you to get that. If you are predisposed, but you're not in touch with the virus, or then you also won't get it because you're predisposed, but there is no moment, there's not the right moment for you to have, whatever lesson it is that you bu- you must have by going through that. The important point is for us to understand that each person will get whatever illness they have in their lives as a mean of growth, as a mean of, of reflection, and as a mean of, um, filtrating, you know, I'm going to be like a filter for something bigger that is in my spirit, that is in my, in my, my inner self to get out. So, a lot of times this answer is very, very strong for us to, 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 to really strengthen our faith. Because once it says that God allows, again, can healing be effected through prayer alone? Yes, that's the answer. So you may pray and you may heal just by prayer without any intervention. This is very, very strong here. If you're going to be a spiritist and you're going to believe what Kardec says, then he is just saying the power of prayer alone with nothing else can heal. Yet he's saying that sometimes God allows this. However, it is sometimes for sick person's own good to continue to suffer. And they then think their prayers have not been heard. So now we know that sometimes we won't get better because the sickness is are getting better in the long run. You know, it's just a way for us to get whatever lesson it is. Today we can see that everybody is getting a lesson that they need. Everyone is going to go through whatever they need for their own growth. Some people in masses with their whole family, with their whole city, whatever it is. And some people isolated, but just them. They need that, so they will have that, but it's not as a, as a method of punishment. And that's what we have to know. If we're going to believe that God is good and God is just, then we cannot, uh, we cannot give this thought to this being any kind of punishment, any kind of, you know, God just woke up in a bad mood. It doesn't work that way. We have to have this faith that is so secure that we know that whatever it is, whatever happens, I need to understand the lesson. Remember we talked in one of oops. Sorry. Sorry guys. Uh, Sorry about that. It's the phone. How do I decline this? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. So we we talked about this in one of the past lessons. When you get any kind of illness, you have to you have two ways to go about it. One is to ask why? Why did I get ill? And the other one is to ask what for. So one will determine the past reasons why you got this, and you may never know this. You may be ill, you may contract any diseases, and you may ask why. Why did I get this? Oh, because I did this. Oh, because I exposed myself to that. Oh, because you know maybe there was a uh, some some life in my you know in my. Uh, um, in my past lives, so I needed that lesson I, I asked for to, 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 to understand what it is to go through that or, you know, whatever it may be. Every time we ask why, we're looking at the past. If we're lucky, let's put it that way, I hate to use that word, then we'll know what it is that we did, what it is, what, why uh, we're sick. Why is it that we're going through this? And that's a good thing because then we know and we acknowledge that and then we can kind of, oh, now I know why. Sometimes we will not know why, but we should always, always take ourselves and empower ourselves with the what for. What for denotes the future. So you may not know why things are happening to you, but as long as you know what for, that implies that, what is the lesson in this? I may not know why, I may not know the past or the history of what it is that I'm going through. However, the what for empowers me because there is a message in whatever I'm going through. And there is nothing in our lives that is um, just happens for no reason at all. So what for? If we know this, then most likely we're going to heal much faster because we learned the lesson. Once we learn the lesson, then we don't need to repeat it. That's the importance of not really just putting yourself in the past and searching for these whys, whys, whys. We'll know all this. You know, in the spiritual realm, we'll have a much better understanding of the whys in our our life, why things happen to us. But right now, we have this power of saying, what for? What for implies for the future. What can I do with what's happening with me right now? Remember, it's not what happens with you. It's what you do with what happens with you. That's what matters. So whatever it is that you're going through, whatever problem, whatever illness, whatever healing you need to do, you need to ask yourselves, not so much why I got this, but what for? What is the message here? And what do I have to change for this not to repeat? Right? Or for me to not need this lesson anymore. People always ask, Ah, Deborah, when, when is it over? When do I have to, why do I have to go through these cycles in my life? Sometimes it could be in relationships. Sometimes it could be, um, you know, with a difficult parent or a difficult child or um, with people that are too slow or too fast or, you know, whatever it is that annoys you, that irritates you. And you can say, why do I have to go through these cycles all the time? Well, most likely is until we learn the lesson that that is trying to teach us and what for what for is what we should be asking ourselves this is happening what for so anyway so this is the uh part of the mediums book that i wanted to concentrate on healing mediums and then i just wanted to very loosely touch on the subject very broadly um, that i'm going to talk about people may ask are all the medicine the healing mediums Um, The healing medicine of the future, let's put it that way, that are heavily influenced by this intuitive medicine, intuitive medicine. There are many cases we know here again on the mediums book. If we're going to go to the, uh, let me look here. Okay, instructive communication. If you go to the chapter on instructive communication on chapter 10, it's very important to know that, look. Uh, instructive communication are serious communications whose main purpose is to provide teachings based, given by spirits about the science, sciences, morality, philosophy, etc. So there are mediumistic meetings in which very uh, high ordered spirits that are very attuned in the sciences and morality, philosophy, whatever it is will teach, they'll provide teaching and the sciences. So it's very interesting for us to also clean ourselves, to attract such intuitions from these spirits. Sometimes, and I know in Brazil, we used to have the healing ladies like the, uh, we call it benzedeiras. I don't know what the translation, if anybody can help me with the translation. They would be usually, they would in most part be ladies who, you know, elderlies and they would live in very secluded areas and they would have very um, well uh, known, well, they would have great knowledge of the plants, of medicinal herbs and all of that. And they would actually prey on us and they would actually um, conduct healings with that knowledge that they would just have. Well, if they never went to school a day in their lives, if they never, if this wasn't passed on, in a formal way who is actually giving them this knowledge what leaf to use uh, what prayer to to how to pray how to uh, heal how to ask in, in their days the evil spirits to to abandon this person well this is what i'm talking about if we clean ourselves and i'm saying in a spiritual manner in a morality manner if we clean ourselves we're much more Open to receive these intuitions from these spirits right so we have to understand especially on a mediumic meeting um, these instructive communications may happen and they may lead us to great discovers um, in vaccines and medicine and all kinds of things so they may very well say what kind of prescription for whatever illness it may be. And a lot of the healing mediums have these intuitions from these spirits that have great knowledge in the sciences. So, okay, so that was one thing that I wanted to say. And the other thing, and a final thing, as regards to healing mediumship, and uh, since be, this being our last time here for this series, um, there is a question in which we're talking about modification of the properties of matter. This is uh, chapter eight in the medium's book. How can spirits actually manipulate matter? Can you take this phone and manipulate? And we know this is a um, solid piece of material. However, it really isn't. It's made up of energy. So can spirits manipulate this into a different property? And we know the answer is yes, because the fluidified or magnetized water does change. I mean, the properties of the water do change with the spirit's influence in it. So the the manipulation on it. So we know that these things can change uh, with their will and with their knowledge. We have yet learned so much, and that's why it's so interesting to to really study this. So one of the questions here that I thought was great for you guys to know is, first of all, question 10, modification of the the properties of matter. Uh, Number 10, it says, then a spirit doesn't merely form an object, but can endow in which its own particular properties? Answer, if it wants to. If it wants to. Okay. Another question. Let us suppose that a spirit wanted to make a noxious substance, which a person then swallowed. Would he or she be poisoned? So, if the spirits wanted to create a substance, if they wanted to manipulate um, some kind of a substance, a water, and transform that into a poisonous potion, whatever it is, or, you know, uh, I guess when we say potion, there, are witches, right? Okay, but if they wanted to make this water into something that would poison someone, can they do that? And the answer is, a spirit could do that, but would not become Because it would not be allowed to. Because we have protectors. We have people that are watching out over us and for us. So everything happens with higher order spirits permission. And nothing happens without our master's permission, which is Jesus Christ. So if a spirit wants to manipulate anything into a poison, can he do it? Yes, he can. But he will not be allowed. You see that? So it's possible, but it's not allowed. Another question, the last question is um, could a spirit produce a wholesome substance that could cure an illness and how such a thing and has such a thing ever happened? Now look at this question. If you guys really want to research and read this, read this book, this is the question Kardec is asking could a spirit produce a wholesome substance that could actually cure an illness? And has such a thing ever happened? So, can a spirit, like we're in the search for all kinds of things and medicine and this and all kinds of, you know, it could be vaccine or antiviral, antibacterial medicine, all kinds of things. And sometimes as humans, we get desperate and we get anxious and we get panicky as if the cure will never come for whatever it is. But then Kardec the takes that stress off of us because the question is, can the spirits do it? If men fail to do it, can the spirits do that? Can they bring the cure in any kind of form, right? Can they do it? Can they manipulate and can they give the intuition? That's why I want to tie the intuition and the um, serious communications. And the answer is yes, many times. So could a spirit produce a wholesome substance that could cure an illness? And has such thing ever happened? And the answer is yes, many times. So that is why this is called the consoling doctrine. This is why it's called a doctrine that will free us from any stress, any chaotic thoughts, any thoughts that were not equal, that were not watched over, that we are just merely um, on our own. Because right here, there is not just hope but there is guarantee that we're being watched over and that we're not alone. And that anytime that we feel that we are, um, we're losing it, maybe we're losing the battle with, could be science, it could be with nature, it could be with preserving the the, the, the earth. um, They are here to say, you're not alone. We are not only smarter, more knowledgeable, We have lived much longer. We have experience, but most of that, we do it for love. We do it because we love you. We do it because we work with Christ and he will never abandon you. So that's why my friends, today I wanted to end this with this healing medium talk that there are many mediums walking out there. There are many good mediums, healing mediums, that they may just look at you and you're cured and you have no idea that that took place. Let's not, not for one second, give up in the hope that uh, things are getting better. As we may not believe it, they are getting better. Um, I wanted to give everybody the sense that I have of complete surrender. Um, it's a wonderful feeling to have sometimes, of course we'll have some doubts. So I guess I wouldn't say complete surrender, but let's really work this in ourselves. Let's work this faith with this trust and this surrender. If we trust in God and we trust that Jesus is the governor, he's not the governor of New Jersey, Washington, of you know, uh, Brasilia, but he's the governor of planet Earth and he is a good governor, then we're not alone. With all the chaos that we see, it's just man made, it's just a process that's happening. So every time that we see Uh, conglomerations of people that are sick, that are going through tough times, we pray. Why? Because prayer has healing powers. And what about those who won't heal? Because there's a lesson, there's something more that we don't understand. And if we are to live peacefully, then we have to give in to this idea that God is good and just. And for us to live a more peaceful, a more calm life, we have to Trust, and we have to surrender. Trust, I will believe that there is a reason for what's happening. And surrender, I will give myself to that idea. I will do everything in my power to help and to love and to be in tune with what's happening and to wisen up with what's happening. But um, I will not go into despair. I hope that uh, you enjoyed these six talks I will talk to Vanessa and then uh, maybe in a you know a month or so um, I'll come up with another topic whatever you guys want to you can suggest this was a healing series we talked about healing five different talks you can just look back here. I'm Deborah Beldowick you can always make any questions you want. I will try to research and give you the answer that I find. Um, And I hope that you forgive me for any mistakes, anything that I said that might be or sound offensive. That is never my intention. It's always to um, give what I have learned. And uh, trust me, my friends, stick with these books because they they really heal. They teach you to heal. If anything, they teach you to heal. yourselves, others, the world and let's really pray, because we need to pray, not as an obligation, not as a thing that we say, oh my goodness, I gotta go pray, but something as, ah, I'm going to pray to the Lord, because I want to talk to Him, and I really want to tell Him how much I love Him, and how much He loves us, and how I just trust Him, and I'm going to follow His intuition, and it's easier to follow God's intuition if we are constantly talking to Him. It doesn't have to be in a formal manner. doesn't have to be kneeling, repeating words, but it can be. Uh, You do what works for you, but be in touch with him with your heart, and I guarantee you will live a much more peaceful life. Thank you. Can I say hello to everyone here? Let me see who's here. Um, I never know how to use this button here. We have Nora. She's here saying hello. I have Gabriel Inácio. He's saying, ah, okay, thanks for enlightening me. (laughs) Yeah, well, this is what enlightens us, right, Gabriel? It's, It's really not... Um, I pass on the information, but this, this really is enlightening, the, the uh, medium's book. Then we have Margot is here with us. Hello. Hello, Margot. We have Andrea Valeda. Andrea is in Tennessee. Hello. We have Renata. Renata is here with us. Hello, Renata. We have Simone Netos here with us as well. Saul Souza from Connecticut. We have El. We have Echolys just joined, but uh, I'm sure he'll go back to this at the end, um, or maybe he joined before, and I'm just seeing it now. And okay, Gabriel is asking a question: Can it healing just happen in a medium meeting? I wonder if someone touched another person in the situation, saying good words and asking God to help them. Maybe good spirits could help them, even help them even even know it. Yes, it could happen. Absolutely. Now we gotta just remember there is magnetism that will be more with techniques that you learn, and there's healing mediums that will um, just happen. But if if you're a healing medium and you succumb to spirits, you you um not succumb. In, oh, I missed the word. But if you call upon them, then your strength just went ninja level. Okay, so. Um, Let's see here. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what. We have, our hands are such powerful. There's such magnetism that would come when we use our hands the right way. So um, who here has been uh, a child and our mother? Well, we've always been children at one point. But we would get hurt and we would run to our mothers or fathers or someone who cared about us. And they would just touch and they would blow on it. They would blow on it. That's a type of path and we would heal. We would actually feel better and it's not a placebo. This is actually uh, happening. So, yes, you can very well touch and heal because there's no way to know if you're a healing medium until it happens, until you study the faculty, until you start really exercising that. Some people may know it. Some people may even not know it. Um, we have Saul. Thank you very much. Very good. Thank you for being here. Noda saying, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And Gabrielle saying, thanks a million for your time, Deborah. God bless you. God bless you all. God bless all of us. And from my heart, I hope that everybody here um, goes through these turbulent times that we're going through. It's just a phase, but let's take this phase as the most um, amazing opportunity for our own growth and for helping each other grow. Not with despair, not with name calling, not putting blame, none of this. Because that's going to bring us illness look at the very first talk and you understand what I'm saying fill up your Facebook with good information with good thoughts with humorous things we have to have a comedic um, part and everything in life you know there's there's oh what's good about something bad that's happening that's not my point is find a lighter side of things something good that could come out of anything there are some people that will always find a problem in every solution, and some people will find a solution to every problem. Which one are you? Are you the person where I say, "Well, I think I found a solution for this," and you will say, "Well, but I don't know. There's a problem with that solution." Or are you that person where I'll say, "I don't think so, you know there, there's a problem," and you will say, "Yeah, but there's a good thing about that. There's there's something that we can get out of that." Are you a person that finds a solution to every problem? Or are you a person that finds a problem to every solution? That's an option, my friends. That's something that you choose. So choose it. Choose to be the one that finds a solution to every problem. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful night. And I hope to be again with you guys here in a different type of talk. Bye-bye.